You're listening to the Grace Church Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you biblical guidance to life's most important issues. We want to thank you for joining us for this week's message. We pray you find strength and encouragement as we learn from God's truth together. For more information, go to visitgracechurch.com. Welcome to our online worship service. And as we get started, I just wanted to to, to tell you that I love you, that our staff loves you, our church loves you, and most importantly, God loves you. And uh, sometimes it's, a, it's good to be reminded of that, that uh, we're loved and that God loves us. So as we get started with our topic today, I was reminded of my high school years. And uh, there was a particular, uh, particular girl that I was really interested in uh, in high school, and I would ask her out on a fairly regular basis. And more often than not, her answer would be, no, I'm not going to go out with you. And so it kind of became a joke with uh, my buddies and me. And our youth director knew and was brought into the conversation. And uh, it got to where he would tease me. And he would say, yeah, Brian, uh, whenever Brian really wants to be humbled, uh, he just asks her out because he never really knows whether she's going to say yes or not. And most of the time, the answer is no. And so we would laugh and laugh and laugh. And, you know, after the fact, I look back on it, I was pretty oblivious. Uh, But I think I was experiencing rejection. And I just didn't realize it. But that's what was going on. And so we, we all have those kinds of things in our lives. And maybe you've got funny stories like that of rejection and when this has happened. But let me ask you this question. Have you ever had a time when you've felt rejected or you've been rejected? Well, that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Maybe it was a circumstance where you were rejected by a friend or you were rejected in a job or maybe a job interview and you experienced rejection in it. How did it make you feel? Like, how did you respond to that rejection? What did did you do? So now let's talk about Jesus. So did Jesus ever experience rejection? Well, you may say, well, of course Jesus experienced rejection. Of of course. But think about the various ways that Jesus experienced rejection while he was here on the earth. I mean, he was rejected by the Pharisees. He, for a time, he was rejected by his own family. He was rejected by other religious leaders and people who, who were stirred up by the religious leaders. And more than once, people who, those who had been stirred up, wanted to, to stone him. They wanted to kill him. And ultimately, the epitome of the rejection of Christ was his death on the cross and his crucifixion. But there are a couple of key questions for us today as we get into this topic. So first of all, are you experiencing rejection because you follow Jesus? I mean, think, think about your life. Are you experiencing rejection because you're following him? And if so, how are you handling that rejection? How are you responding to it? You know, maybe you're experiencing rejection, but it's not because of following Jesus. Or maybe you are experiencing rejection because you're following him. So we're gonna pray ask God to teach us what he wants us to learn in this message. And we're doing something a little bit different in this series in that as we pray, we're inviting you to pray along with us. So I'll pray a phrase 
I'll leave some space and you can pray either that phrase or something alongside it or something different for that matter and uh, ask the Lord to, to teach us what he wants us to learn today. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Lord, we thank you for your power, for your majesty. We thank you for your work in our lives. Lord, would you teach us what you have for us today? Help us to hear you clearly and help us to respond to what you're asking of us. Help us to learn more about who your son is. Help us to learn more about who the Holy Spirit is and help us to learn more about who you are today. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so as you probably know, we are in the midst of what we're calling One Story this year. And it's a one-story reading plan where we're, as a church, encouraging everyone to read through the Bible with us. And we are aligning our weekend series alongside that Bible reading plan. And if you'd like to learn more about it, you can go to visitgracechurch.com slash one story. The plan is there. All kinds of resources are there. So check it out. If you haven't been reading along, or maybe you have been, we're going to be in Mark chapter 8 starting this week, day 276. So check that out with us. And don't forget to, 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 uh, to join us uh, as you read along with us this week. Okay, so we are in a series entitled The Life of Jesus right now. We're reading along in the Gospels. And, uh, and, and learning about who he is. And there's a couple of reasons and a couple of things that we can learn in this series as we study through Christ. You see, when we learn about Jesus, we also learn who the invisible God is. You see, Jesus is a picture, the physical picture of God. So as we study who he is, we're learning who God is. As we also, as we study who Jesus is, we're also learning about the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. You see, if we've asked Jesus to be our Savior, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes and resides in us. He lives inside of us, and we're learning who He is by studying who Jesus is and how He lived His life. So, so far in our series, we've, we've, the, the first week, we've talked about Jesus' childhood. Then in week two, we talked about Jesus' calling. And then last week, we came back and talked about Jesus' ministry. What did he do when he was ministering on the earth? And if you missed any of those weeks, go back, check it out online, listen to those and catch up. This week, we're gonna be talking about Jesus's rejection. Jesus's rejection. And again, our two key questions for today are this. Are you experiencing rejection because you follow Jesus? And if so, how are you handling that rejection? So for our text today, we're going to start off in Matthew chapter 12. So if you'd like to join me there, we will be talking about two things today. As you might expect, we'll be talking about Jesus' rejection and we'll be talking about Jesus' response. And so we're going to pick up our story uh, talking about his rejection in Matthew chapter 12 and we'll be in verse 22. And here's a question we have about this text here in Matthew chapter 12. How did Israel's leaders reject Jesus? How did Israel's leaders reject Jesus? You see, just like today, the leaders of the nation of Israel would speak for the entire nation. And so today that happens in our world, doesn't it? I mean, 
Think about how leaders today speak for nations as a whole. I mean, things like foreign policy, who, who they'll go to war with, who they'll, they'll ally with, uh, things like social policy or monetary policy, those kinds of things are spoken and decisions are made by leaders for the entire nation. And it doesn't matter whether we as individual agree, individuals agree with all those decisions or not. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. And as I thought about this, I was reminded of a, 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 a current situation going on. The student loan forgiveness. It doesn't matter which side of the, of the issue you're on, many don't agree with it. But our government has said, this is what they'll do and there will be forgiveness of loans. And some have said, it's not nearly enough. On the other end of it, people have said, how could we do this? I've already paid my loans off. So, and everything in between. But the reality is that our government, our leaders have made the choice and said, this is what we're going to do. And so as a nation, that's what we're going to do. And that's what we are seeing in this Matthew chapter 12 section. So let's pick up our story in verse 22 with our text. It says, then one was brought to him who was demon possessed, blind and mute. And he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? So we pick our story up with Jesus healing a demon possessed man. He, he heals him from being blind and from being mute. And the people who watched it said, oh my goodness, could this be the Messiah? They're amazed. Then in verse 24, the Pharisees have a little bit of a different perspective. Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Now, they accuse Jesus of casting out demons by Satan. Look at verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? So Jesus responds to the Pharisees. And it's interesting here because in verse 24, it talks about them, them speaking. And it says, and they said, now, I'm not sure if they verbally said it or not, but in verse 25, it says Jesus knew their thoughts. So regardless, Jesus knew what they were thinking and he knew their heart and he spoke to it. It's why telling Jesus what's going on in our heart and in our life, if we're frustrated about something or we're upset about something or we're angry about something or we're hurt about something, tell him. It's okay to take that to God in prayer and say, God, I am frustrated about this or I'm angry about this or I'm sad about this, I'm hurting. He already knows our heart, just like he already knew the heart of the Pharisees and he knew what they were thinking. God already knows what we're thinking. All right, let's jump down to verse 27 and look at what happens next. And Jesus goes on and he says, if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus said, by the way, other people are casting out demons. Are they doing it by Beelzebub? If they are, it doesn't, that says something about you. 
And he says, by the way, um, I'm not casting them out by Beelzebub. Verse, 30, verse, verse 31, let's jump down there. He says, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Verse 32, anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Now, let me just say this verse 31 and 32, this is a difficult passage. I mean, some refer to this section as talking and speaking about the unpardonable sin. And in the passage, blasphemy against against the spirit is not specifically defined in the passage. But what we do know is what the leaders did in the passage. You see, they're rejecting what the Holy Spirit has done in casting out demons. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is doing this. This is by his power that this is happening. And the leaders are rejecting that. And not only that, they're then saying, this isn't the Holy Spirit. This isn't happening by his power. This is happening by Satan and through Satan. And Jesus says, that's not forgivable. So how does this apply to us today? What does it mean for us? Some of us have feared, oh my goodness, I don't want to commit the the unpardonable sin. What, What is the unpardonable sin? Well, it's the rejection of the Holy Spirit working. You see, here's what I mean. When the Holy Spirit calls us to him and we reject the work of Christ on the cross, that is unforgivable when we stand before God. You see, the only thing that we can't be forgiven of is rejecting Jesus. Conceptually, that's the only thing that we can't, that's the only thing that's unpardonable is rejection of Jesus and what he did. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit prompts us, calls us to him. And when we reject that, that's the the unforgivable side of uh, the unpardonable sin. So, Let's talk about what we can learn from all of this section in Matthew chapter 12. Well, first of all, one of the things I think we can learn is this. Jesus showed us that we will experience rejection too. He showed us that we will experience rejection. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 16. It says, he who hears you, hears me. And he who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Now there's a lot of rejection going on in that verse. But at the end of the day, Jesus is saying, I was rejected and so will you be rejected if you follow me. He was pretty clear about what will happen if we follow him. At one point or another, we're going to experience rejection. So here's our question again, our key question. Are you experiencing rejection because you follow Jesus? I mean, think about any rejection you might be experiencing right now. Is it coming because you follow Jesus? Is it, is it coming because you're, you're doing what he asks? You know, maybe you've lost friends because you follow Jesus. Maybe, maybe you've lost a job or clients because you've followed God, because you follow Jesus. You know, I remember my first sales job. It was several years ago. And I'd, I'd been given a brand new a sales territory. I'd been on the inside sales. Now I was moving to outside sales. 
and I got my client list and I go, I show up at a brand new client and I go uh, walk in, it's about lunchtime. I go in and he goes, hey, this is great. I always take brand new sales reps down to the gentleman's club down the street. And I politely, I politely declined, suggested another option, which he promptly rejected and wouldn't, wouldn't go. And he never took another sales call from me. And so I, sometimes standing and following Jesus causes rejection in very practical ways that impact us day to day. But maybe you're experiencing some of those kinds of rejections. So here's another question as I was thinking about this whole topic. Is there something that God has asked you to do, but you're not doing because you're afraid of rejection? Sometimes that happens in my own life. I think, oh, God, I think you're prompting me to do this but what will someone think? What will they say about me? What if they reject me? What if they don't want to have anything to do with me? And sometimes that happens in our lives. Is there something going on like that in your life right now that God's prompting you to do, but you're afraid because of rejection? So let me encourage you to take that step and follow God in that regard. All right, so that's the rejection of Jesus. Now let's talk about Jesus's response. And for that, we're going to go over it to Matthew chapter 13 and be in, uh, in verse, uh, we'll start off in verse one. Here's our question for Matthew 13. How did Jesus respond to being rejected? Let's talk about it. See what he did. How do you respond sometimes? You know, sometimes we respond with anger to rejection, don't we? Sometimes we, we might withdraw. And you know, sometimes, sometimes we respond with sadness, don't we? But regardless of what that response is, there's usually a response of some sort. So what about Jesus? Let's pick up what he did and how he responded in this section. Turn over to Matthew chapter 13, verse one. It says, on the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. So this is the same day indicating it's the same day that he's just been rejected by the leaders of Israel. Okay, verse two, and great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and he sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. So here's what happens. Jesus is rejected by the nation of Israel, by the leaders. He goes out and sits by the sea. All of the, the, the throngs of people, the multitudes follow him and they're surrounding him again. And he then moves to the boat and he's sitting on the boat. Then look at what he does. Verse three, then he spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. Jesus immediately started teaching. He immediately started teaching a parable. Now, a parable is is a story that's used to teach a principle. Sometimes people get those principles, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they can understand them, sometimes they can't. And his disciples even question him in verse 10. Let's read verse 10, jump down there. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? They're saying, Jesus, why are you talking this way? Verse 11, he answered and said to them, because it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it has not been given. So now look look, look at verse 15. And what he says about the nation of Israel. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. 
Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So Jesus says, the nation of Israel, the people, they've grown dull or unresponsive. They've, they've become almost deaf. They're hard of hearing. They've closed their eyes so that they're not listening and not following what I'm, what I'm wanting them to follow. And what's the impact? The impact is lest they should understand and turn. You see, what Jesus wants them to do is to repent, to turn back to him. But Jesus' response to rejection was interesting. He didn't give up. He didn't stay alone. What did he do? He started teaching the nation of Israel. He didn't let it get him down. He didn't take it as an affront to his, to his pride or as an affront to who he was. He simply went back to working on accomplishing the mission that God sent him to, to accomplish. So here's what jumps out to me in this passage. What is it that we can learn? We can learn that Jesus showed us the importance of resilience in ministry. Jesus showed us the importance of resilience in ministry. Now, let me just stop here for a minute because I don't believe that Jesus is just talking to those who minister as a profession. That's not who he's, he's not just talking to those who are in those kinds of roles. He's talking to everyone. I think Every one of us can learn from this and learn to be resilient in ministry. So here's our question. The second part of our key questions. How are you handling response? How are you handling rejection? How are, how are you responding to it? You see, it's so easy to give up when we're rejected. It's so easy to get down when we're experiencing rejection of whatever the sort. And I'm, I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 12. It's one of my favorite passages. It's, it's, a, it's a verse, that, a passage that I've, I've, I've taught through and I've read for, a, for years. Hebrews 12, two says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He was resilient despising the shame and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Listen to verse three. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You see, God calls us to stay the course. And just like Jesus endured hostility from people, who didn't like what he did, didn't like what he stand for, stood for, didn't like what he said, he endured that hostility. And he says, don't be discouraged in your souls. Endure. You stand. Be encouraged. If you're discipling your kids and maybe they've rejected Jesus or they're rejecting what you're saying, stay the course. Stay encouraged. Maybe you're serving in ministry and it's gotten difficult Stay the course. Maybe you're sharing Jesus with those around you and you've experienced some rejection. It's getting difficult. Stay the course. Be encouraged. Inviting people to church. Stay encouraged. Don't be discouraged in your soul. So, Jesus' rejection, Jesus' response. 
Why again is it important for us to study the life of Jesus? Well, we want to know God better and we want to know the Holy Spirit better. It's why we're inviting you to read along with us. Don't miss out on learning about who Jesus is. But let me finish asking those two questions. If you're a believer here, you know you're on your way to heaven. Let me ask you, are you experiencing rejection because you're following Jesus? Or are you experiencing rejection because of another reason? And maybe it's, it's rejection because of poor decisions or things that we've done, and maybe we're blaming that rejection on Jesus. But are we experiencing rejection because we're following him? And if so, how are you handling it? Are you handling it in the way that Jesus handled it? Are you remaining resilient in ministry? Are you re- remaining resilient in following through and doing what God called us to do? And maybe you're here and listening and you don't know Jesus as your savior. And maybe you've never received him as your Lord and savior. Would you like to receive him? Now you may say, well, Brian, you've just talked this entire time about if we follow Jesus, we'll be rejected. And yes, that's a true statement. But let me say this. Let me tell you this. Even in the face of rejection, following Jesus is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. On this life, in this life, and in eternity. It is a true statement. The Bible is very clear that in order to go to heaven, we have to accept what Jesus did, that we, we can't go to heaven on our own. We can't do anything in and of ourselves to get to heaven. We have to accept that. We have to admit that to God and then ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. And when we do that, the Bible says he'll come into our lives and he'll be our Lord and we walk with him and we follow him. We have a life full of joy and peace. That's what he offers us. So let me ask you, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Lord, we love you. Lord, I pray that you would move in our hearts and in our lives, that we would respond. Lord, if if there are those who need to accept you as their savior. I pray that you would prompt them, give them the courage to do that. But we lift all this to you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you have questions or would like to contact us for prayer, please email us at info at visitgracechurch.com. For more information about our ministries, location, and service times, go to visitgracechurch.com.